Hello everyone, welcome to the Charge Shot Games Cast. Each every week, friends gather around and talk about the games they've been playing, things going on in their lives. They have with me, Justin. Speaking of rabbit holes, I am on a musical cake lately. Oh no. <laughs> ben? Uh, hi everybody. Wow, that's it? I guess we made I fun of him I, too much. I don't, I don't want to press the fucking issue. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so this podcast is just going to be an intervention of Ben and his virtual YouTuber obsession. Four is not an obsession, and we I'm not even giving the money. <laughs> not even giving the. I, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go to bed. I don't need this. I gotta get to work early anyways. <laughs> okay, <laughs> hey, we'll stop. I don't. Know. Uh, You're not gonna go to bed. You're gonna watch more VTubers. In I'll bed. fall asleep to. I'll yeah. fall asleep to one of them. That's what I did last night. Okay, and you case. say you don't have an obsession. What? I, it's no different than me watching Falling Asleep to Max's streams. Okay. It's no no different at all. Except he's not a bunny. He could be. Mm, no. Uh, Justin, what did, what's up with you? Um, Just up like Clutch, just in Cloud. Huh? I haven't really played uh, games this week. Um, I've been very busy in the basement. But I guess just to... Just to preface a little bit, um, I still have a, a mandated amount of time to fill. It's in my contract. Look it up. Um, I uh, I played a bunch more Avengers last weekend. Uh, me and Thomas streamed it for a little bit. It was super fun. Um, even if we kept getting dropped from missions together. Yeah. But that game is still really good. Uh, you can definitely see the, the, the cracks of it still. Uh, I'm glad you finally noticed the the uh, frame rate issues. Oh yeah, it's well not frame rate issues, but the the smudge resolution. Yeah, resolution drops. It's it's a combination though, because it drops to like 15 frames a second, and also looks like a watercolor painting. Yeah, like it should be one or the other, but it's not. It looks like you're streaming the game, kind of. Kinda, yeah. Weird. Which I can't imagine how it'll look on Stadia. <laughs> oh no. Um, but I know like the I think. The PC and Xbox beta started this weekend or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of curious about that. I don't know if I'll have time to try it, but I kind of want to compare versus the PS4 version. Um, but yeah, it does suck that like the beta at least caps out at level 15, but there's a bunch of skills that open up at level 15. So unless you just like hoard your points you wouldn't know, like, you wouldn't be able to access all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of weird when you think about it. Because, like, I guess you could, like, look ahead, but, like, there's prerequisites for some of them. So, like, there'll be something that opens up at level 15, and it's the prerequisite to something else that opens up at level 15. So you'd have to have, like, multiple points stored up when you reach that level, and then just buy out a bunch of things all at once. Seems like a weird thing for them to put behind a, a level wall like that. Um, but I, I did a little bit more with Hulk. I still don't really like him. Um, I had a hard time figuring out his, like, his gamma system. Um, because, like, you can hit R, I guess, to, uh, like, infuse him with gamma energy or whatever. And his attacks heal him when he's, like, in that mode. Uh, but it seems like if you get hit, you lose all of it. Um, and so it's like, it's kind of a tricky system to get used to. Yeah. But I found that interesting. It just wasn't enough for me to like him as a player or as a character. 
uh, I mostly played Ms. Marvel after that. I still never really uh, tried Iron Man because I was mostly playing with you. So you were Iron Man the whole time. Um, but I really liked Ms. Marvel. Getting her up to 15 is fun. Um, but I still don't care for the gear system. Uh, see, like, most of the complaints online are that the gear feels inconsequential because it doesn't change your look. And since the beta went out, they announced a new uh, mobile, like, MOBA uh, Marvel game. Huh. Where, like, it's not a create-your-own-hero system, but it's, like, like customize the hero to your preference. And so it showed, like, a, like a Spider-Man that barely looked like Spider-Man, and, like, a Hulk that was all armored up and, like, you know, <laughs> had, like, a wielded a weapon and... Like, there was all the customization to these characters, but then their justification for not doing that in Marvel's Avengers was that they didn't want the characters to look too different. Like, they wanted you to appreciate the suits. That doesn't make any sense. Like, how do you, how do you have that same, like, how do you have a different mindset across two separate games? It just seems weird. But that's also something they could patch in later. Like a, you know, a 2.0 type thing. Um... Where they bring in maybe like glamoured gear that can change appearance, but like the base gear doesn't, or something like that. Transmog. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I don't know. There, there, I definitely I want to see more from that game. I want to see where it goes. Um, I'm glad that I will get it like 72 hours early or whatever, um, so I can start like first of September, I think. Um, and then also, uh, me and Thomas beat Halo. Uh, the first Halo. Yay! Maybe yeah. Halo 1. <laughs> uh, that was actually my first time ever beating it, I think, because I don't remember the ending. Yay! Um, or the last few levels. So that was really neat. Um, except, as much as it's a classic, and I still love the game, If I think if I wasn't playing with you, I would have gotten <clears throat> bored. Because, like, the levels are very samey. And the only thing that got me through them was, oh, for one, following you, because I didn't know where to go. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I pretty much carried you the last, like, three missions we did. <laughs> yeah, and most of the rest of it. Um, <laughs> but it's it's not very clear a lot of the times. Um, there's the follow the arrows idea, but even that betrays you at one point. Well, um, you're running back out from where you came. That's the whole point of that level. So Right, but I didn't get that at first. Because everything looks the same anyway, so I didn't know we were going backwards. I you know? noticed, like, immediately. But I guess I just pay more attention. Probably. Um, I just was focused on the fact that all of the levels are samey. So going backwards through the level and going forwards through the level don't look that different. But, anyway. I mean, you're not um, wrong, but I was just saying I, I probably pay more attention to it, that's all. Probably. <clears throat> uh, but if it wasn't for, like, you know, our shenanigans and, like, hanging out with the chat and stuff... I probably wouldn't have finished it. Yeah. Just because, like, I... The actual act of playing the game wasn't very fun. It was, like, screwing around with you that was fun. That I could have phrased that better. Um, no, I think I phrased it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we're going to jump into Halo 2 next week, and I'm excited. I'm very excited um, about it, because I, I actually just loaded it up to make sure the game worked. <laughs> and then, like... I was able to switch the graphics back to the old version. I'm like, oh man, the nostalgia. Because I was <laughs> in grade nine or ten when uh -huh. I when that game came out, and it just like brings me back to those memories and like the good times. Oh, 
I know I've played some Halo 2 co-op, I just haven't played the whole thing. That's one of those games, like, I would go over to my friend's house, and he'd be like, I'm having trouble with this mission, you gotta play with me. <laughs> and so, like, we'd run through one or two missions, and then, like, I'd leave. Or whatever. They've, uh, they changed the way the game opens up, which is weird. Um, like, I guess I was talking to you about it, it's like, uh, they introduced Locke, and, like, Locke and the Arbiter are talking to each other, and Locke wasn't a character until, I think, Halo 5, or whatever. Uh, and that was just really weird. It was very jarring. As someone who has uh, who has played the sequel or Halo Two, rather, it's, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, we kind of referenced uh, Star Wars with it. I like yeah. they they went back and like you know added things into the old movies to make them more in line with the continuity of the new ones. Yeah, which is yeah. kind of interesting and more successful with the game because it feels more natural. Uh. But yeah, that'll be cool. Um, aside from that, like I said, I haven't really played much. Um, I've been doing a lot of editing this week. Uh, so I'm I'm very, like, it feels like I've been playing a lot of Spider-Man or watching a lot of Spider-Man stuff, but I haven't. I've just been editing, and so it's like the, all that like footage is in my head. Um, but I'll talk about that more later. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Um yeah, most of my time has been in the basement, like, drywalling, mudding, that kind of fun stuff. Uh, but I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> nice. Just in time. Yep. Uh, so, Ben, what have you been up to? So, aside from being hated on for something that just brings me enjoyment in these dark days, um, <laughs> I've been playing a lot, speaking of dark days, I've been playing a lot of Batman Arkham Knight, um, just Ooh. because... and. Yeah, I thought, and I thought about it, like, why the fuck am I playing all these? Because I didn't start playing, like, the Arkham games again until, like, I went into the second lockdown of the year for myself uh, when my brother tested positive. And I'm like, I think, I and, and I think it realized, I realized it when I was playing, when I was watching you guys play Avengers and just seeing everybody play Avengers. I just wanted to fucking do something, feel like I was doing something in a world, because I feel so fucking powerless now. Like, I can't do anything. So, like, being able to play as Batman, especially in Arkham Knight, where, like, fuck, the second that game starts, it's heavy-handed, right? Everything's just oppressing on him, on Batman. Yeah. Um, it's, like, just fighting back, it feels, it feels like, I still think the game is good. I still think the biggest problem with the game is that there's so much. And if I was a younger man, it'd be nothing. But being 30 years old... Um, I'm not looking forward to completing any of the Riddler stuff, but I'm going to do it because I want to see the true ending. I still don't know what the true ending is for this game. I've never looked it up. I could look it up, but I really want to do it myself. I'm going to use a guide because I'm not an idiot. Um, I want to do it as fast as possible. Um, and I've gotten almost, I've, except for the PC, this, the PC run of my Arkham City playthrough, I've gotten every single Riddler trophy, even though don't waste your time doing it in Origins because it gets you nothing! Nothing! You lose! You literally get nothing. You don't get nothing in... Like, you don't even get the cops arresting you in Origins. That pisses me off. But it feels good. I I know, like, there was an excessive use of the Batmobile, but, like, having played these games all back-to-back, which I can't even believe I did. That's the craziest part. I'm not... I don't feel burned out at all. Um, I've played them all relatively close to each other. That, uh... Like, I love the Batmobile shit. <laughs> I love being able to, like, either, whether it's chasing down ACP tanks, running through Gotham, 
or you know doing those missions where like you have to guard a specific point and you're just taking them down and you get you your low you get your meter high enough so you do barrages of missiles or you can you know do EMP blasts like I just love doing it um and uh, and I think the boss fights are really unique I love that they managed to incorporate like a stealth mechanic into uh like with the Batmobile where like you get these big giant ass Cobra tanks that Batman's Batmobile can't take on head on, so you literally have to sneak behind them uh in the Batmobile to uh to to blow them up from behind. And it's so cool. And it takes just one shot, so you're not wasting your time. Um and the final and the boss fights uh the two vehicle boss fights with with the Arkham Knight when one is um where he's in like the the cloud burster, which by the way, my I played this in the PC version and it looked impressive there, right? Playing this game on the Xbox One X and the the moment in the story where Scarecrow basically uh, lights up his dirty bomb, his fear bomb, and you just see Gotham covered in this sea of like fear cloud, basically, it's half beautiful and half terrifying because of what it means, right? Um, and and it's great, uh, like it's fantastic. Uh, but I also love how, and this is something like comic books can't really do. Is like there's a sense of, again. I don't know how this ends, and obviously they're making another Batman game, so maybe I'm just wrong. But like, there's no there's a sense of finality with this because obviously you have Batman who has the Joker's blood still in him, and I I don't remember how I felt when I first learned about that whole idea that 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 was their way to get Joker back in there. But I love whenever Joker will show up and basically like taunt Batman. Yeah, just talk over. shit to him. Yeah. You talk shit to him or like you, like my favorite when he's like like you like you when you arrest like a criminal you can go back to GCPD and you can um talk to them like you know you should like like you can have a meaningful dialogue and like you talk to Firefly which I love that they brought back Firefly and that part's a little frustrating cuz he's such a small target and he goes so fast so like that part can be a little, was a little annoying but um I love that you go back to him and like Joker's response is like like, basically saying, we should lock this guy up. Ain't that right, Linz? You know, talking to Firefly and referring to Batman. Um, and I was right. Uh, Barbara Gordon isn't dead. Like, like there's a ruse uh, that Scarecrow's Fear Toxin makes you think Barbara Gordon is dead. Because I couldn't remember. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to look it up. Yeah, I can't remember gonna... either. You asked me and I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, so like, Barbara Gordon isn't dead. Which I thought that was a nice twist. So I'm literally at the end, uh, near the final mission. Um... I thought, and and some of the story, like I, I liked a lot of the the side quests too. Um, they're still really, really good. Like the especially some of the DLC ones. The Matt Hatter one was kind of a waste of time. Um, doesn't really amount to much, but it's whatever. It's, it doesn't hurt anything by being in there. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, and I, I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't know how you d- like. At a certain point, uh, my favorite bit though was when you go back to uh. To the uh, Batman's basically his Batcave in this game, which is at the the movie theater, or not the movie theater, but uh, the movie studio, and uh, because Harley Quinn broke in and because she, she finds out that these the Batman's hiding these people have Joker's DNA uh, or blood in in them, they're ter- all turning into Jokers. Um, my favorite bit in there is, and it's odd because I don't remember them referencing Jason Todd at all in the previous games. Maybe like. In the first game, there was like a card for him for Red Hood, but I honestly don't remember. 
But like this, I my favorite sections or not favorite. That's really messed up to say. The most like heart wrenching sections is when you're going through the movie theater or the movie studio, and like Batman is reliving what happened to Jason. Um, and you see, and it's basically a recreation from the comic book, The Death of the Family, but much worse, way worse. Um, you know, you see him brutalize Jason, like you learn that he's been in there for like a year, just psychologically and physically torturing this, you know, uh, Jason. It's just like, oh God. Um, and like, I don't know how at, th- at that point you don't think, oh yeah, this guy, especially with what the Knight, se- Arkham Knight says, um, you know. Like, oh yeah, I like that's totally him. I mean, I call when I, I remember when the first trailer they showed Arkham. I'm like, oh, that's Jason Todd. Oh yeah, I, I, I back then I knew to not say anything to my friends, so they could be who weren't as Batman savvy as I was, or I am, or I am currently. But that was a nice surprise. But I did like that pathos of like, oh my, how are how are you alive? You know, and they didn't, you know, do the comics thing where like he was in the Lazarus, but like no. Joker just lied about killing him. He's been alive this entire time, hidden in Arkham. Like that's that's so fucked up. That's why you ne- that's why you never knew. Um, but still a great game. Again, it's just very bloated. Uh, but like I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. It's just and that just could be the fact that I'm 30 years old. I don't have all the time in the world to play a, a game like this big, even though I've been doing that. But at the sacrifice of other things. Um, but yeah, it's it's it feels good. It feels good to make a fucking difference, even if it's in a virtual uh, world. Because Lord knows I don't feel like I'm making a difference in this reality. So fuck it, I might as well just pretend I'm Batman. And, you know, actually feel like I'm doing something. Um, uh, Outside of that, the only thing I've played is a little bit of Panzer Paladin. Uh, Still really, really good. I beat my first boss. Uh, it's, uh, so that was, that was an accomplishment. Still such a kick-ass game. I, you know, I know, I know we're kind of, people are kind of over the whole 8-bit, you know, platformer kind of thing. And like, oh, it's another one of these. Trust me when I say this, uh, yes, uh, Panzer Paladin, uh, looks like that, but it has such a unique system to it. And it just plays itself like this is a game that came out in like 1987 or something. You know, just obviously it couldn't because of the color palette. But... Um, it's great. Uh, and then the only other thing I played was uh, more Paper, Gar- Paper Mario the Origami King, which, again, continues to be my surprise of the year. Uh, I completed the, uh, the 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 sand area, which <laughs> there's there's a there's a um, a great nod to a certain city in the desert in there, which I didn't I didn't see coming. Um, great great music, uh, great boss fights. Uh, don't worry, Justin, I'm not going to spoil anything for you. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, and now, like, the, this next part, uh, like, you kind of get a tease of it, uh, in the chapter before, but now, uh, this part I will, I will not, I will spoil, because it's, it's too juicy to not spoil, because you've, if, like, you kind of, you get a taste for it at the end of, uh, after you beat the blue streamer, uh, it fucking, the game turns into fucking Wind Waker, like, you get into the open sea, you have a sea chart, and, like, you have to go to these islands to do like these specific things. Like it's so fucking. It's like it's like I'm playing a paper version of Wind Waker. It's hilarious. <clears throat> um, I kind of stopped playing it just a little bit, um, just because again playing more Batman. But like anytime I go to anytime I'm like on my way to work, that's what I'm playing. Or you know when I'm eating lunch, that's what I'm playing. It's still really good. I think the battle system is finally starting to wear on me, but I think that's after maybe ten, five ten hours. It's got to be more than more than five hours. For sure. 
like, that's a good, that's, I think, like, I was told I would be tired of the battle system by, like, hour one. Um, and I wasn't. I never got tired of it. Um, maybe it's because they didn't throw as many fights as you. The only time I became annoyed at a fight, and I'm going to say this because this is advice, and just, just so you don't fight them. Uh, don't fight the booze, because the, like, the gimmick with the booze in the desert, they fucking disappear. When it's in the when you're doing when you're fighting them in the turn base, so you have to be able to remember hmm. where the fuck they are, and then turn it, making and like I, every time I did it, I always either overshot by one or undershot by one. It's just so annoying. So don't fuck the booze, fuck those ghosts. I'll let Luigi uh, deal with them next time. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this game is still is still great, um, and uh, you know I still see a lot of salty tweets. Uh, I think uh, Paper Mario Origami King just came out. That it's the highest selling Paper Mario game uh, currently, right of all time, right now. Uh, so, like, I know that's making a lot of the RPG fans sort of squirm. Um, but like, it's I think it's a legitimate good game. Like, it's not doing that just because it's a Switch game. Um, considering the last one didn't do gangbusters at all. Then again, it was on the Wii U. So, what am I talking about? Um, <laughs> a lot of things didn't do on the on the Wii U. Um, but yeah, this is this is like a fantastic game. I still keep saying that. If you're in the mood for like a odd adventure that features a paper-sized, a paperized Mario, then fucking pull the trigger and play this game. Uh, but that's re- oh, uh, one last thing. Um, I've actually played Street Fighter Five again uh, this week, uh, and uh, that's because um, I think it's still free, or at least it was free for a while. But like the Chun Discord, the Chun Li Discord that I'm in, um, we got like a lot of new players. Like, a lot of new people coming in who either probably watched that announcement for the Season 5 that we talked about last week. Um, and they're, like, just, they're wanting to learn and pick up stuff and have matches. And, you know, like, yeah, the connection still sucks for me. But, like, they didn't seem to say anything, so I tolerated it. But it felt, if like, I'm, it's like, I feel like that old lion who is, like, I'm done. And then all of a sudden, here come these cubs. Um... And they're like, have all this energy, so you feed off the energy. And and what was great though is uh, like one of them was a smash was a former smash player, and apparently they were um, accosted according to them, like because they played certain characters. And the discords in they were very clicky, so they kind of expected the Chun Discord to be like that. And I wouldn't say we're clicky, but there's definitely a certain set of people who are in there. Like I'm, I'm, cons- I think I'm one of them. Like one of the mods says hi to me every time I'm there, so. Uh, I've kind of put a foothold in there. Nice. Um, so, but like, like they're surprised. Like they were kind of surprised that we were this welcoming and we were this, like, you know, open to like questions and stuff like that, or teaching them how to play, how to play Chun, or or just general Street Fighter questions in general, or just shit posting. We do a lot of shit posting in that Discord. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's really all I've been playing uh, uh, for this week. Cool. Uh, I've been, I'll, I'll just say I've been playing, uh, Last of Us Part 2, and I finally finished it, and I really like Abby's, uh, side of the story, like, her, like, whole, her entire adventure and all, like, the combat abilities that come with her, uh, she had, instead of, like, laying traps and, like, hiding and stuff, she has pipe bombs that you can just throw at people, which is kind of awesome, <laughs> it's, it's way more, like, action-heavy. Um, but yeah, like, I love her moveset as well. It's really good. They're both really good. 
But the uh, again, the story is just lacking for me. Uh, I found the ending to be kind of frustrating because <sighs> I don't want to say there wasn't a whole lot of character growth. There was, but the motivations don't really make sense to me, anyways. Um, for what um, Ellie did at the end, it, I don't I don't know where that came from. Someone has to explain it to me. And I I need a while. I feel like I. Part of me doesn't want to acknowledge this game because I, I've been on record saying that The Last of Us didn't need a sequel. It didn't, but like, like again, uh, I liked playing, like, I liked playing it. Like, I liked the, the action, the fights, all that kind of stuff. All the stuff that, like, all the notes and everything. Like, the side mm-hmm. stories, like, the stories you don't, like, experience but you read about. Those are all written great. Like, I love them. It's just, like, the actual story story itself that you're playing through is not that strong. But yeah, it's a good game. Um, at the beginning, I was like, like uh, I was like down on it a lot. But uh, once I pushed through and started like just focusing more on the combat and checking out during the story stuff, watching Doom Patrol on the side. Um, oh, <laughs> I know. I'm glad you got to that specific episode. <laughs> oh yeah, Doom Patrol. Yeah, Doom Patrol's great. Everyone go watch that. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I think it's I think it's a solid game. I wouldn't give it a nine or anything. I'd probably give it like an eight, seven point five, something like that, just for the gameplay. But um, yeah, I I enjoyed playing it quite a bit, and I I really want to see where the sequel goes from here. Like, I'm more interested in a sequel to The Last of Us Part Two than I was to a sequel of The Last of Us. I'll say that. Oh. Um, and what else? There's not a whole lot else other than Destiny stuff, but I talk about that on the Destiny podcast. Uh, I will say, though, that over the weekend, I made a, a Destiny meme, and it got to 1.1k uh, upvotes on Reddit, which I'm pretty proud of. Nice. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty cool. Get that clout. Get that clout. Get that clout. <laughs> uh, I'll just say this. Rat gang. Rat gang. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> before we go into the news, let's take a commercial break from our sponsors. Uh, let me just pull this up here and go for 60 seconds. Okay. You guys have anything? Justin, how's, uh, the attrition going? Uh, it's good. They're going to do another 15 minutes or so and then leave. So there's just, they were giving a heads up that they were, uh, de-energizing something down there and didn't know what it was going to go into effect. Oh no. So <laughs> I was like. Cool. <laughs> oh, God. It was just a sump pump. It's fine. Okay. But that's uh, why I gave a heads up that that was going to be happening tonight. Yeah. Uh, so we have 26 minutes recorded so far. Not bad. Oh. It's going to be a short one. It'll probably yeah. be uh, an hour episode, maybe. Yeah. If that's okay. fine. It's good with me. We got 18 seconds left. 17. Okay. 15. Yeah, just count. It's fine. This is what people uh, pay for for their subscriptions. At least for the the, the Twitch, they can hear us talk about. Electricians. Oh yeah, people can still hear us during the break, can't they? I forgot. I don't edit out the breaks. <clears throat> cool. Oh, she's gonna be streaming at three a.m. Okay, I'll have to. I'll have to remember that. Okay, and we are back. Uh, hello, everyone. Let's go into the news. So, beginning this week, we will start with Twitch. Uh, so, we were talking about Twitch over the break. So, uh, Twitch Prime rebrands as Prime Gaming. Uh, Justin, <sighs> you want to talk about this? or 
Yeah. I don't understand why they made this change. So, yeah, it, it basically, that's that's the story. The branding changed from the Twitch Prime naming to Prime Gaming um, as a way to try to tie the, the Amazon Prime in with the gaming community and make it less confusing, like, word-wise. But I feel like Twitch Prime made way more sense because Twitch is way more than just gaming. That's like the whole YouTube gaming thing that crashed and burned and they just, you know, put it back into regular YouTube because there's so much more content than just gaming and that was confusing and it split the everything. But yeah, so this feels like maybe they're going to do like a different subscription type thing like separate from uh from this that will be for like other areas of Twitch or something. I don't know. Like why make this change if it's all you're going to do? Like that's a lot of work. It seems like it's going to be like uh oh Starting off, it's going to be a, a name change, a branding change, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the quote here is, after four years, Switch Prime will re- be rebranding to Prime Gaming. I'll make it clear for Prime Gaming members to discover all the gaming benefits their membership has to offer, including must-have content for the world's most played games and free monthly subscriptions to help you grow your audience from the millions of worldwide Amazon Prime members. Yeah, uh, so I, I get that to an extent, because a lot of the, the benefits of you know, the Twitch Prime subscription or whatever is like the loot, which is usually in-game bonuses and free games and things like that. Like that's all gaming focused. But like as far as sharing your Twitch Prime sub like with a channel or whatever, that's not always gaming. You might do like a, you know, a uh uh like a critical role or something that's uh tabletop gaming. Yeah, Which IRL. I guess is still technically or, gaming. Yeah. Yeah. Or so podcasts, like live podcasts, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there's a, a lot of different things that people use Twitch for. So that part of it feels weird. And so it makes me wonder, like, is this the first change of a larger thing that they're doing? Yeah, they might be ended up focusing more on the, uh, the benefits that you get with your subscription rather than the service and the people that use it. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. There's not much to the story. It's more just a confusing, like, why situation right now. But. Yep. Uh, I will say, though, including with this, I I got an email from Twitch saying that if you subscribe and it's your first subscription, you save 10%. So that's pretty cool. Hmm. Um, as other than related to what this story is about, but it's just another email that was sent out to uh, us uh, affiliates. Mm, mm, I don't think I got mm, that. Mm, fancy toy mm. Yes, me and Jester, Justin are the fancy toy tea streamers. Mm, yes, I'm so <laughs> Look at me and my layouts. Mm. <laughs> uh, so speaking of Sorry. subscription services, uh, EA Access and Origin Access will combine under a new EA Play banner. This makes more sense. This is actually streamlining something that was confusing. Because <laughs> I, I didn't even know what, like, I don't know what either of these things are separately. Okay, so basically there's two different, it's like Netflix, but, like, there's two different tiers. So, like, one tier you get free games up to a certain point, and the other one is just, like, uh, you can play all of EA's games, even the new ones. So, that's what, that's what that was. Um, hmm. So, what's EA Play? Is that is does that include the new games as well, or is that not? 
It's both services smushed into one subscription. Okay. So, yes, it would be... Like, instead of having two separate subscriptions every month, you have one. Okay. Um, the curious thing here is it doesn't seem like it has prices for EA Play. Um, it lists that EA Access runs for, you know, whatever amount, and Origin Access runs for an amount. But I would assume EA Play would just be those two things smushed together. Like, price-wise. But I don't know. The funniest thing here, to me, isn't anything related to the news, but it's that they put out a correction apologizing for originally putting the price in Canadian dollars. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) You should apologize for that. Uh, Americans. (laughs) This is The Verge, to be fair. I've already complained about Americans on the other show. I don't want to complain about them here. Uh, I was complaining about Canadians, so. But we outnumber you. Uh, the quote here is EA Access and Origin Access Basic will become EA Play, and Origin Access Premier will change to EA Play Pro. Down oh, yeah. post notes. Adding that the EA that. is adding even more in the coming months, starting with exclusive in game challenges and monthly reward drops for members on select titles. So that sounds like the thing that uh, Microsoft does. Or there's mm-hmm. in-game challenges and you can earn a currency and then put that towards something. Yeah. Uh, Which is kind of neat. Yeah. It's like, it's achievements that aren't related to the games themselves. Yeah. It's like a you know, gamer score achievements, kind of. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to move into next? I don't really have a segue here. Um, well, I feel like we should find something soon. Or else it's going to get real awkward. Uh, Apple. Well, just the Epic stuff in general. Okay, so Epic. This is a big story. Uh, you guys can correct me where I'm wrong. But... Uh... Well, you're already wrong. It's not a very big story. Okay. Well, <laughs> you can take it then. Fine. It is. I didn't actually read it. <laughs> oh, now you're boycotting the news? Yes, now I'm boycotting the news. Okay. Fine. This is what you get. I will read this verbatim because it's my first time looking at it. That's exactly Epic. what I do. Epic just announced a permanent price drop for V-Bucks and other digital... No, that's... No, I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to I was gonna do, like, like, a timeline and, like, break down what happened when, but no. Well, I mean, we're here to give them a show, not to please each other. So if you, if you have notes, share them. Okay. I don't know anything. These are, this is just off the top of my head, but from when it started, um, Epic was trying to get around Apple's, uh, uh, their, their app tax, basically, like for being on the App Store. Uh, you have to pay 30% of whatever in-game currency that you're selling. And the way they got around that was they included an Epic direct purchase. So you don't have to pay with Apple, uh, what the what do they call it? Like Apple Pay, I guess. Yeah, sure. Apple Bucks. Yeah, the Apple Bucks. So you don't have to pay with <laughs> Apple Bucks. So they screwed around that. They also did that with uh, with Google as well. But I think it was just today, or it was like sometime this week, where uh, Apple and Google took them off of their App Store, so you can't even play Fortnite on. Uh, a phone anymore, or iOS or Android devices now, which is pretty big news, because I assume that's where a lot of their 
player base is. And they're also in the middle of suing uh, both Google and Apple for removing their app. And Justin's gone. So, Ben, input? Uh, I think... I think this is very interesting because Apple, I like, I feel like 30% is kind of egregious for Apple to fucking take. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's fucking petty that because they, it's not like they didn't give the option. It's just that they offer their customers a better fucking option. Isn't that how capitalism is supposed to fucking work? You offer a certain thing and then, you know. Competition. Yeah. No, so capitalism like, works by... Finding the thing that's that's most good for the consumer and killing that in favor of the thing that's best for the corporation. Yeah, so they did anti. So what, what Epic did was basically anti-capitalism by by saying, "Hey, you can get this one, or right. you could still pay the you know whatever the what was it nine bucks? Because uh, it's not even that much. It's two bucks. It's it's not that much, honestly. Um, but uh, but two bucks per person that makes a difference when you have millions yeah, no. of people. No, true, absolutely. Uh, I I just think I just find it I found it very funny that Apple and Google called their bluff, and um, that they that they fucking pulled like that's that's kind of you, you can't like that's something that had to be discussed because that's like the most popular app to pull from your services, and you're gonna piss a lot of people off, a lot of kids, a lot of, a lot of family members who just hand their phones over to the I kids. I bought so these V bucks now, I can't use them. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. maybe just because Apple wasn't getting, getting their fucking cut, um, which I get it, but it's their service, it's their platform. Um, but like, I don't know, I feel I always, I, I've never liked the, the the whole Apple take thirty percent of everything, no matter what. I've never, I've never liked. Yeah, that. I remember hearing that a while back and being like, man, that's quite a bit. Um, yeah, but also, I don't know like, if you heard or not, but Facebook is getting involved now. And they're on the side of Epic because, of course, uh, it's it's like I hate I don't want to sound cynical because there's a lot of cynical tweets going around because basically just giant corporations slap each other slap each other's dicks around. Um, like, yeah, all the pretty much it I is. Mean, yeah, like one hundred percent. So and like, like, but like also I think Epic. I don't want to sound like I'm defending Epic or anything because I, but like I do think it was important for them to say no, fuck you, Apple. Thirty thirty percent is too fucking high. Um, even for a company that, that, that makes millions of dollars each month, uh, from these charges. Um, yeah, I don't know. What's wrong with defending Epic? They did the right thing. I just, just defending a corporation in, in general, especially in these days. <laughs> There's good corporations out there. I'm not saying Epic's no, one of them. No, they're not. But they can make, <laughs> no, they're they make not. good decisions sometimes. There's no such thing as a good corporation. Um, I think, I think what happened here is that there's, um... Apple's been getting away with this. Same with Google, with their egregious cuts uh, or cut into profits. But Epic's like the first one that's been able to do something about it because they've gotten so big. Well, yeah, because um, they can push back. Like yeah. they have the equity to fight a, a, a lawyer war with those two. Versus if, like, <clears throat> if say we did an exclusive charge shot app where you you have to download the specific app. To listen to our shows for like a dollar ninety nine a month or something, or dollar ninety nine an episode, which I might consider that, uh, or you should consider that, Thomas. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't do that. We'd never do that um, unless we were off. We gotta get paid somehow, right? 
Yeah, unless you unless we got uh, offered a sponsor to play Rain Shadow Legends. Are you ready for the best RPG? I'm sorry. Um, see that so much, but like, it that like it because you're not like a small company's not gonna get away. Wouldn't be able to push Apple around like that. Yeah, and no. say no, fuck you. We're not doing this. Um, like, Epic has that money behind them to do it, and sometimes you need another big fish to fight another big fish. So. What this, I mean, like, I, I don't know what it's going to mean in the long run. Like, will it, I mean, I, I'm, I, my thing is, at some point, they're going to come to an agreement because it's money. And if there's anything these corporations like, it's, it's figuring out how to get money. As soon as they find a deal between the three, um, um, I, then I'm sure. I'm sorry, it, Ben, but I don't. Back. I don't think we're gonna be seeing a deal. I think this is going straight to the courts, and whatever's going to oh, okay. come from this is going to set a precedent for the app stores going forward. Uh, Not to take such an egregious fucking cut. Either that, like, either Apple will win it or Apple won't. And if they win it, they'll keep that thirty percent right there. For, and Epic has has to put it like if they have they have to agree to that if they want to be on iOS or Google. Yeah. If Apple doesn't win it. Then that that's a whole new story for apps. that's that's opening the like if that happens yeah because we're talking we're getting the lawyer talking we're not we're none of us are lawyers or certified <laughs> in law um, but like that's that like we do I do, I, I watch enough law in order to know what precedent means okay shut up Monica <laughs> um I don't why you um, say I took a business law course in college so, so you're the most qualified to talk about you're this. the most qualified to talk about this. <laughs> Um, I got a C in it, so I mean... But, oh, never mind it. Um, but if if this goes to court, because like, obviously court cases take a long, long time. Yeah. They're not something like in a Law and Order episode where we're like, oh shit, we're already here at the trial? Nice. Um, doesn't happen. Um, but if Apple loses this, it's going to open the floodgates for everybody to not want to charge less. And Apple's going to lose the, at that point. If Apple would lose so much money at that point because they're not getting that much of a cut. Mm-hmm. They would see a, I think they would see a significant drop because they could say, "Well, they, like they did it, so why can't we do it?" Yeah, it might make their share price go down. Who knows? Yeah. Oh no, they can't afford their hundredth yacht this year. Oh no, what will Billy Escar, the fifth Apple Junior, do this time? I don't know if that's a real person. But if it is, he could have just made fun of Tim Cook and just be like, he'll have to cry with Benjamin. Yeah, but he's a real person versus Billy Apple Jr. is not. How do you know? How do you know Billy Apple Jr. isn't a person? Because he's part of the Illuminati, and (laughs) Illuminati's not real. Uh, But yeah, this is this is gonna be one to watch for. Yeah, one for the ages. So one thing, I don't. Are we gonna get into the whole fact that they fucking played a 1984 esque ad in the fuck in the game? (laughs) Yeah. So Epic uh, put a 1984 ad in the game, uh, decrying Apple basically, which is what Apple did to Microsoft back in the day. Yeah. If you guys don't know, so this is kind of um, this is like a full circle kind of thing happening. (laughs) It's 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 Ouroboros. Like it's nuts. <laughs> like, and if you've never seen it, you may have seen like a like a paradise version of it. Of basically, like the person, a lot, a big TV monitor talking to drones, and one person running, throwing, throwing a thing into there. Like, it's, cool. yeah, like throwing a hammer it's, into the screen, basically. 
Yeah, fuck you, overlords. Um, you know, you probably. I, I remember seeing it was the Futurama parody of it, where they were like doing like the like discussing like how to repackage their delivery express service. Um, but yeah, this is gonna be one to watch. I think this is gonna be one of the more significant court cases. Like this to me is as important as the whole ESRB shit in like the nineties, where it created the rating system. Where it, it literally changed everything for video games, and this could potentially change everything for how games are handled on mobile devices going forward. Justin, what? Anything to add? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You've been just like you've been having to leave and come back. So also, I don't anything else? Uh, yeah. I I know I I make the nomination that for now on. To make a court more entertaining for the casual viewers, that everybody has to talk like a, a southern gentleman from the from the uh, from the nineteenth century, um, but less racist. But less racist. But you know, I dare say I call Mr. <laughs> Chairman. Uh, who's the Who's the CEO of That's still of pretty Epic racist. Games? Um, I think that all court cases should have to be wrapped like Hamilton. <laughs> no, no, because they talk way too fast. I need to understand what's going on. They wrap way too fast. Yeah. I can't understand. Uh, what was his name? Tuffy <clears throat> Lafayette. Name. Yeah, I can't understand him. What, what, what are you saying? Half the time. Thank God for subtitles. He's great. Tuffy Diggs is the best. No, no, for sure. But like, my guy, slow down a minute. You're not the Flash. Maybe you are. I don't know. <laughs> Have we ever seen him in the Flash at the same point, same time? I don't think so. So uh, speaking of scummy uh, business tactics, control. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna are we, are we gonna rain on your favorite games parade now? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't have any personal stake in it, but I can see why people are, would be mad. Um, okay, but basically, uh, the Control Ultimate Edition is being released, and if you have Control the original game, if you bought it like when it came out, uh, like you did, yeah, like I did, uh, you won't be able to play it on the next year consoles. So if you own it for PS4. You won't be able to play it for PS5 unless you buy the Ultimate Edition, which comes with the DLC. Uh, oh. Even though you might have already bought the base game and the Season Pass. Right. So you would be getting the upcoming DLC that is going to be included in the Ultimate Edition. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's also kind of sleazy. Yeah. Because the Ultimate Edition comes out August 27th. Uh, on Steam, at least. Um, September 10th on other consoles and stuff. Um, and when does the next DLC come out? Isn't, isn't it, it after now? that? No, that's not out. The, Al- the Alan Wake shit, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that when later this fall? Well, it ha- it would ha- I would assume it had to come out before August 27th. The- yeah, okay. I would have to assume it comes out before the compl- the uh, ultimate edition because that would have it included. Same day, on Steam. Okay. Yeah, that would make sense. But that's still kind of sleazy. That's what I'm saying. It's like you paid in advance for the season pass, and then now they're putting out the ultimate edition <clears> that <throat> comes with all that stuff included. I mean, that's... is that any different from like when a fighting game does like yeah releases a game and then like like we talk about with MK Aftermath, they released MK Aftermath where like you could buy yeah. that for what's. What's the difference? Because I, I all of that DLC already existed. And the okay. new DLC was new to that version. So it was a new set of DLC. 
Whereas this was included in the season pass that came out like when the game first launched. But it, Aftermath also included the first season of DLC too. Yes, but that was, was all old stuff. It wasn't new that day. I'm saying this is a new expansion that's coming out the okay. same day as the Ultimate Edition of the game. That includes but that that's expansion. What, that's what Aftermath did, though. It's you not. Had... No. Aftermath was a new expansion that no one <clears> knew <throat> about until the Aftermath version launched. This already existed. You already paid for it. Okay. There's a difference. Okay, okay but you don't have to buy the Ultimate Edition. You can just play the DLC. Right, I know. I'm just, but <laughs> what I'm saying is that the Ultimate Edition is is easily the better value because it has all the DLC and the free upgrade for next gen. That's how video games work. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I I'm with say... you on like it being kind of easy that the like people that bought the original edition can't play on next gen, especially with the way like it, it works on next gen or this gen rather. Uh-huh. Like there's like frame rate issues and stuff like that, but. Uh, the the purchasing I don't have really have a problem with because it's always like you wait a year you could then you can just buy the game with all the DLC or you'll have like a really cheap uh sale go yeah. yeah but in that case yeah. usually all the DLC has been out for a while right this is one where the ultimate edition comes out the same day as the next DLC or you could wait another year and the ultimate edition will be like half price or whatever probably right but I will say that the ultimate edition is coming out at forty bucks. So that's better than a lot of, like... Really? You know, it's only 40 like, bucks? That's pretty good. Yeah. So to include all the DLC and the next-gen upgrade, that's not bad. Like, I'll give them credit yeah. for that. But you, it should include the next-gen upgrade regardless. It should. Yeah. I'm with that should that. be a free upgrade for people that have the game in the season pass. Right. Yeah. I agree with that, for sure. Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster <laughs> will feature Dante from the Devil May Cry series as paid DLC. This is real? Yeah. The me lives. I thought this was a joke. Nope. What the? F- I okay. All the reason I thought it was a meme is because I saw this article and I saw a meme of like that for talk, like that press conference. Like he had the one person who has like one microphone, and like I guess that's the protagonist for um this game. Mm-hmm. And you have Dante from it, and he has like all the microphones around him. I'm like, yeah, we know who's stuck. Yeah. No, the original game had. A sticker on it, which is what the the meme was born from. That's where it's from. Yeah. Oh my god. Saying featuring Dante from Devil May Cry series. Um, and so like a lot of stuff came out that was like you know this game and Knuckles featuring Sonic or featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series, like all these things, like Game of the Year edition, like all these things, you know, covering up the box. And they're bringing them back. It's great. That's funny. They worked out a deal with Capcom. That's funny. Yeah. Um, I guess he's just like a skin for another character that's in the game. Um, but So it's not actually Dante. I mean, it replaces, like, Dante replaces that character. Oh, okay. Um, but, like, if you don't have Dante, like, if you don't have that version of the game, you have the, you know, the original character guy instead. Oh, see, please do not steal. Uh, so I don't know how that works. I just, I knew about the meme and thought it was funny, so I put this news in there. But yeah, Dante's back. Honestly, I think it would have been worse if they didn't include him. I didn't even know it was a thing. I thought, I thought, I thought this was a joke article. I'm like, huh, that's funny. Uh, so speaking of returning protagonists, uh, Master Chief in the Halo Infinite, uh, Halo Infinite is being delayed. That was oh. not a good transition. 
Justin. Well, 2020 is a rough year, so. You yeah. Wanna, you wanna... They don't want to come out this year. Like, maybe there's still hope for 2020. We're going to come out then. 2021. We're going to come out then. <laughs> no. We're not going to make it to 2021. No. I'm going to shoot myself on November 2nd. More like Halo um, never. Just got to buy a gun. Um, so, yeah, they're not going to wow. for the first party And title. you moved on from my joke. Okay. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, ISIS here. I'm sorry. I got to go. So, <laughs> so I think this is a smart move. Um, it's a bad move for Microsoft, <laughs> but it's a smart move for 343. Yeah. Because the game looked rough. I mean, everyone knew that. Yeah, totally. Um, but that means that assuming this was a launch title for the Xbox Series X, I already forgot the name. Um, that's probably all they had, like as far as big hitters for launch. Right, they're gonna they're gonna push Game Pass as like the like their ultimate seller. Yeah, they already have been. Yep. Uh, and I mean, like that makes sense to an extent because all of these <laughs> things are like free next gen upgrades or whatever. It's gonna be that whole like you know plays best on Xbox Series X, but nobody's gonna buy a new system just so their current gen games play better. Right. Yep. And they can't delay the system either because then they'll be screwed like the Dreamcast. Because the... Which, granted, that was kind of the opposite way. But, you know, once Sony puts out a system, you're done. So if they come out, like, right ahead or at the same time as the PS5, they stand a chance. If they come out after, no. They've lost their multiplat. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, That's... that's... I mean, I, I, I'm kind of waiting for, like, when is Sony going to buy, like, when, because, like, obviously this is probably due to the game having very, very bad development, but also probably COVID is having some issues with it, too. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm wondering, because I feel like it's inevitable, when are we going to hear the first Sony delay, like, that first Sony exclusive going to be pushed back till next year? Like, Better what, be what, Spider-Man. What, like, what, like, as far as I know, the only Sony exclusive, correct me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong because I don't remember. There's so much shit going on in this world; it's hard to keep track. Um, and Spider-Man Miles Morales is the only. Is it like the first party that, that said holiday of this year? Correct. It's that and Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank as well. For is that holiday? Oh, for, I thought for, that was 2021. I thought Ratchet and Clank was this year, wasn't it? I don't know. Okay. Okay. As, as far as I remember, Miles Morales is their big get. Their Sony doesn't have much either in terms of first party. In terms of it's coming out. At launch uh, for the PS5. Yeah, there uh, we... a lot of them are pushing third party right now, like Assassin's yeah. Creed. Right. So I don't think. Well, it definitely PlayStation has the advantage because they have that Spider-Man game um, for it, and of course, you know the upgrade stuff. But both consoles are going to have that option. Um, if. Miles Morales gets pushed back for any reason because of COVID, because they need more time to polish it. Then Xbox will be fine because then you're going to have your both machines will be paper paperweight machines until 2022 possibly. Okay, so I did a quick Google. Um, okay, to see launch titles, and PS5 has Miles Morales, Godfall, right. uh, Astro's Playroom, which was that like PSVR mascot thing. Yeah, something uh, to show off the, the tech or whatever. Yeah. Dirt 5, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Outriders, 
uh, the Observer remaster, Destiny Two Beyond Light. I guess that counts. Uh, Jet the Far Shore. No idea what that is. Bug Snacks. Friggin' Bug Snacks. Bug Snacks is gonna take over the world, <laughs> man. Uh, Death Loop. Uh, Madden, NBA, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines Two, and Rainbow Six Siege. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm not going to double up on the Xbox games so anything that's third party is also coming to xbox but uh what's on their list is halo infinite which is no more um yakuza like a dragon which came out beginning of this year in japan yep yeah Yeah. but i guess it's coming to xbox first overseas i don't know because it's not a launch title on ps5 whatever uh the ascent the medium which is a big get, but again, it's on Game Pass. Um, Call of the Sea, Scorn, and those are the those are the exclusives. Um, so they have a few other things still. Like I don't know what the ascent is offhand, uh, but the medium is right. going to be a big one, and that's a timed exclusive at least. Right. Uh, so is Scorn, I believe. So, like, as far as people liking the kind of creepy horror stuff, they're set on Xbox. Yeah. yeah so that's but, about it. You know. Yeah. But also PS5 Spider- has bug snacks. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's going to appeal into us. I mean, who knows? It could catch the world by storm. We've seen indie games do that before, but. Yeah. Um, this could be, uh, it, like, I'll, I'll, say, I'll just say this again. If, if Miles Morales gets delayed for whatever reason, whether they need more time. All right. Or it gets pushed back, then, um. <laughs> you what? I'll riot. Oh, you'll riot? Oh, okay. Uh, Justin's approved of the crunch, everybody. Um, <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, doesn't I, do I, crunch. Oh, um, well, do we, do we know that? I don't know. Um, I don't know if we know anything. Do we know anything? I don't know anything at all. Why am I here? Where's my gun? Um, Stop. so, uh, no. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Sony's definitely gonna win the, win, win, win the winter, for sure. Just because I feel like they they have more exclusives on their hands, um, yeah. but who knows? Maybe maybe we'll be shocked and more people will see that that Game Pass is a good deal because maybe they didn't buy an Xbox, uh, even though that's probably not true, or they just like the idea of just having paying this monthly subscription and getting all these games for free. Basically. Yeah, I think the Xbox One X is going to shoot the Series X in the foot because everything like nothing's going to be exclusive offhand. Which is why the Halo Infinite delay isn't that big of a deal, because I was going to get it like on current gen anyway. Um right. but it's also going to suck to put out a new system when really the one game that like mattered as far as exclusive, like the Halo franchise, yeah. is delayed. The others that are coming out are perfectly fine cross play on like Xbox or PC Game Pass. For example, if uh, Breath of the Wild was delayed and didn't come out on Switch on launch. This is basically what this is. Yeah, yeah. The, it would have this like we would have been singing a much different tune about the Switch. Oh yeah, it would have been the 3DS. All over, yeah. Um, which that turned out okay, but it had a rough launch. <laughs> yeah. No, true, true. It found its footing uh, overall, but um. God, I don't want to think about that reality. <laughs> Nintendo is also different than Microsoft. God, because we wouldn't be in this fucking Switch Renaissance we're in fucking now. We're getting so many games for the goddamn system. Sorry, not um, so much this year. Yeah, 
I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, this, this is going to be a very interesting winter. Yeah. Yeah. If, if any of us makes it to winter. Um, I will make it to Miles Morales launch day. That's all they care about. <laughs> December 31st, 2020. Is that a Tuesday? I don't know. That's a Tuesday. It's hilarious if I predicted that much. I don't know days anymore. Alright. This is 2020. Ben, I'm going to need you to finish strong for us. It's a Wednesday! I was off by a fucking day! God, I'm a master. Okay, so uh, I have some sad Street Fighter news. Uh, so, uh, producer Yoshinori Ono, who you many have, may have seen, uh, Mr. Uh, Shoryuken, who would come out, basically the face of Capcom since uh, Street Fighter 4, has officially departed uh, from Capcom after leave, being with the company for 30 years. Um, he was a producer, like I said. Uh, it's basically, he's a uh, Twitter hero. I've been with the Street Fighter brand for a long time, experiencing good times, bad times, and even non-existent times. Uh, he's referring to the Dark Ages, where there was no Street Fighter games and no fighting games at all. Uh, my, my heart is filled with uh, appreciation to those players who have been given a warm, kind support on the brand, especially a little over the past decade, all, all activities uh, regarding the Street Fighter brand. Um, uh, and he's, he addressed the uh, Capcom Pro Tour, which was uh, initiated under his regime uh started in i believe 2014 so that was kind of him and uh, probably other people's uh project at capcom um i understand there's been some criticism about this particular format referring to the fact that this season has been online only and considering street fighter 5's that code is trash uh however i'm fully convinced that it is important to share that in various hopes by keeping the event e- even uh even even in this way so basically yeah we know it's it's awful but you know it's, it's something we have to do something um, and, uh, let's see, as you look for a new generation, um, trying to sure you can, uh, so apparently, uh, there, these are some rumors going around, uh, so just r- before I get into that, uh, Yoshi, Yoshi, I don't know, uh, large, not completely responsible, but largely responsible for the resurgence of Street Fighter, uh, he would, I believe he's considered one of the push heads from Capcom Japan who pushed for the idea of Street Fighter 4 because, I don't know if any, a lot of, like, we're way past this now, but, like, Street Fighter was effectively dead from, like, 99 to 2008. There was no Street Fighter games. There was no Marvel mm-hmm. games. They, it's called the Dark Ages for a reason. Like, you yep. know, Tekken had some things, but, like, there was nothing. It was, like, I'm glad I didn't lit. I wasn't playing fighting games at the time. I was in high school. Um, uh, like, you had players playing older games, but, like, there was nothing new coming out. So, like, a lot of people don't understand that, or maybe don't remember uh, or went around, which is also valid, that Street Fighter 4 fucking was, like, crazy. Like, it... Yeah. It, like, it lit the world on fire, like, so much that, like, it, it was testing at arcades. It literally brought back fighting games. Yeah. Like, the, the like Street Fighter 4 happens in 2008 in Japan. Um, the resurgence of it launches on consoles in 2009. Then, shortly after, you get MK11. Uh, not MK11. <laughs> you get Mortal Kombat 9. Uh, mm-hmm. you get Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 a little after that. Um, you know, a whole, all these new, all these adorant franchises come out. You get ports of old games like the Marvel series. Uh, you get all these games. Uh, you get all these crazy fighting games. Like, and now the state we're at now is all because of the success of Street Fighter 4. Like, that yep. can't be understated. Uh, of how huge that moment was. You don't. If Street Fighter Four fails, we're living in a even 
longer dark timeline shit. Who knows? Maybe, maybe in the era where Street Fighter Four is bad, maybe Trump isn't president. I don't fucking know. Is that is <laughs> that okay? Channel? So, <laughs> would you trade Street Fighter Four for? Trump? Yes, happily yes. Because <laughs> at some point we'll get a new Street Fighter game. So, um, uh. so yeah, in Yoshino Arno, while he's not the sole person behind it, he was the face behind it. He he was based he kind of helped a lot nurture like the community embraced a lot of the FGC uh part uh, brands of it where like some people some companies may not be wanting to considering how rowdy the FGC was known for at the time mm-hmm. um you know of course the Capcom Pro Tour a uh for not necessarily new at the time that was like 2014 I was like League of Legends probably was running around at that time too um not new but definitely new for fighting and sure nobody had ever done like a world circuit like that for that big of a, for that big of a, uh, of a stage for for a fighting game um and now all these other companies are doing their own world tours um but that being said apparently he was let go uh cuz he's actually demoted before this he was the producer for the longest time and he got demoted to esports like reg- like the esports guy so he was in charge of the, just the Pro Tour and like the Street Fighter League they were doing in the past couple of the uh, past year. And like, like, so that he was, so apparently he was behind Street Fighter 6. So they were working on Street Fighter 6. This is from the leak. So take this with a grain of salt. But he was banned by, he was behind Street Fighter 6 and it was, they were not liking how it was going. Um, nothing really goes, they don't really go into depth on what it is, but they just weren't, Capcom just wasn't happy with Street Fighter 6, which is why we're getting, Season 5 of content, which kind of feels odd considering there's already 40, 40 characters in the goddamn game already. Um, so, you know, Yoshinoro did make some mistakes. I'm looking at you, Street Fighter Cross Second. God, god damn it. Oh, um, <laughs> that, and that game ultimately killed Capcom's fighting game boom. Uh, so, uh, and then of course MVCI happened. Um, and while things aren't perfect, he I, I like the fact that he embraced everything, whether it was the good or the bad. You know, understood like what he meant, what he meant for people, and everything. And I love that he was like a face, like he was, you know, he was a uh, cap, uh, street cap, well, basically street fighter because you know he didn't. I don't really remember him at too many Marvel events. He was basically street fighters like Reggie, you know, that personality that would come out, and you know, you would sure you can. At the at the before a big thing happened, it was always cool, and I did it no matter how cheesy it was. Um, so he will be missed. Um, hopefully, you know he gets to enjoy his retirement. If he is retiring, who knows? Maybe he'll just go work at another studio. Um, maybe he'll go work at Fighting Ex Layer or SNK, like some of the Street Fighter Two devs who are currently working at. I think they actually no the Street Fighter Two uh, Two devs actually work at Arika who do the Fighting Ex Layer game, which is actually still pretty yep. cool. Yep. Um, so yeah, best wishes to Ono. Uh, thank you for everything. Um, you know. Uh, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't Street Fighter 4, even though I didn't play Street Fighter 4. I played Street Fighter 5. But you don't have 4 without 5. Obviously, that's how numbers work. <laughs> <laughs> um, even, even though there were some bumps in the road, like I said, with Street Fighter Cross 2nd, the Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3, uh, controversy. God, we remember that shit. Uh, I remember just watching Angry Joe just rant like crazy about that and thank God I'm over that shit. Um, so, and, uh, yeah, uh, God, I was gonna. Uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Um, so hopefully, I don't know if because they've uh, they already showed the two guys who are taking over for his role, and we actually saw them for the first time on camera last week when they were revealing uh, the new characters to Street Fighter Five Season Five. So I don't know if they're gonna 
be more like the Ono face, but it's hard to replicate. Like Ono just had a fun charisma about him, you know, always carrying his little Blanca toy everywhere. Uh, so you know, one final sure you can for 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 Ono-san. Uh, but that's it. Um, uh, on, on, a, on kind of a sad note, right there, but well deserved uh, and should be well praised. All right. Uh, so with that, this is going to be the end of our show. So, Justin, where can people find you? You can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, yeah, like I said, we're going to be starting Halo <laughs> 2 next week. I'm also going to be starting Metroid Prime on Monday, which will be fun. Uh, and I have a video coming out, uh, well, tomorrow as of this recording. It'll be out for most people listening. Um, on the costumes I want to see in the Spider-Man Morales Morales game. I've put a lot of work into it. It's a lot of work <laughs> it's gonna be it's it's gonna be so good i'm gonna stop watching my vtuber streams just to watch it that's how much <laughs> you know i'm gonna love it intervention succeeded but then um, i'll go immediately right back into it and crawl to my bed just like i'm gonna stay here and just watch her play ocarina of time okay oh all right ben how about you Twitter.com slash MarvelSiggy for all things concerning the marvelous one until november 2nd of 2020 uh if trump wins uh, so, uh, thank you everybody for listening to Atomic Shots. Uh, the most recent episode that went up was Invasion of Astro Monster, not Invasion of the Astro Monster as much as I kept wanting to say it last episode. Or uh, the title that you gave me, Invasion of Monster. Invasion of Monster, <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice it. I was belligerent and kind of drunk when I wrote it, which is like at five. <laughs> so that wasn't good. Um, whatever. Shut up. Cool. Don't judge me. Um, this is before I found VTuber Jesus. So, uh. <laughs> You're a board again uh, VTuber. I'm a boring VTuber. <laughs> yeah, all, you know, yeah, exactly. So, uh, thank you very much for listening to that. Me we have a title. A, yeah. <laughs> Me and Tyler had a good time recording, uh, Invasion of, Invasion of Astro Monster. It was a very fun Godzilla movie to watch, uh, considering neither of us had watched it for the first time. We had seen a, a certain GIF from it, and probably, everybody probably knows what I'm talking about. <clears throat> Uh, but the next one that's coming up is uh, actually called Ebra Horror of the Deep. And surprisingly, we that's another movie me and Horror Tyler have Horror of the Deep? Horror of the Deep. Horror. Oh, okay. I was like, there's a horror in Godzilla? What? No, 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 no. That's, I don't think so. No. No, uh, no, no. Godzilla, Godzilla is horror. all, Godzilla's for kids. Um, Ebra Horror of the Deep. Uh, and much to me and Tyler's surprise, uh, you have to listen to what I think about it. So look for that coming soon as Godzilla goes tropical. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, you can find me, your host Thomas, on Twitter at Stuff. Also on Twitch as Stuff. We stream this show every 9 p.m. Eastern on Friday nights. 8 p.m. Central. 8 p.m. Central. Uh, you can email me, thomasatcharshut.com, if you want to come on and be a guest on one of our shows. Yeah, <laughs> come yeah. Um, yeah. Gosh, guys. <laughs> uh, I'm just Please gonna. Come. I'm just. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna plug anything else. But maybe you're gonna. And this show is Please after. Plug and come. Is after one. We'll say sure. Sure you can. All right. So three, two, one. Sure, sure you, you can. can. There you go. <laughs> Thanks everyone. Have a good night. Enjoy your games. Bye.